Welcome to Urban Principle, leadership lessons brought to you by BrettAndersonConsulting.com. And now here's your host, Brett Anderson. And welcome back to another podcast. We are on episode 171, season four, and I'm calling this Bringing People Together. Uh, uh, recently looking at some principal groups that I belong to with thousands of principals within the groups and reading comments I've uh, been coming across quite a few of them about negativity within the culture and uh, many principals bringing up problems about people and uh, the staff and uh, I thought it might be a good thing to talk about bringing people together a little bit tonight. I know we've talked about that in the past since we always talk about culture anyway and creating a positive culture uh, which drives most of that away. And, of course, one of the best things a leader can do is to bring people together and get everybody working together, uh, following that common vision and having a common purpose. And I thought I'd start tonight with something from Power of the Positive Team by John Gordon. And I want to read to you a couple little things from excerpts from his book. John Gordon, of course, is a positivity guru, uh, so I use a lot of his stuff and have used a lot of his stuff with staff. Uh, he says, Culture is dynamic, not static. People often look to leadership when it comes to the culture of an organization and team, and they should. Leaders have a huge influence on the culture. They set the tone and decide what the team values and stands for, but it's important to note that your culture is brought to life and created by everyone on your team. Uh, definite, everyone on your team. And then something else I'm going to jump to in his same book, Power of the Positive Team. Decide to be vitamin C. You are contagious. The energy put into your uh, culture determines the quality of it. Research from the HeartMath Institute, heartmath.org, shows that when you have a feeling in your heart, it goes to every cell in the body, then outward. And people up to 10 feet away can sense these feelings. Um, you are broadcasting negative energy or positive energy, apathy or passion, indifference or purpose. Research from Harvard University also supports the idea that the emotions you feel are contagious and affect the people around you. And we've talked about that many times on this show, that negativity can be like a cancer. And it can get uh, people going on a negative trend and it can spiral and spiral everybody uh, downward into that hole, of course. As a team member, your attitude, energy, and leadership are contagious and has a big impact on your culture and team. Uh, when you walk into the office or a meeting or into the school, hospital, or locker room, you have a decision to make. Are you going to be a germ to your team or a big dose of vitamin C? I love that analogy. Uh, people know that you don't have to be an extrovert to be positively contagious. And then he goes on about sharing positive energy and how you can spread uh, positive energy and, and not be an energy drain, uh, which is uh, it's better for your culture if everybody is working together and bringing people together. If you have shared leadership in practice and you're working with staff in a, uh, a capacity that allows collaboration, and I do say allow because as a leader, that is part of your goal is to allow collaboration and everybody to share ideas and that their opinions do matter and that you can discuss and you can get through things as a staff. I always did this with my staff 
and we had great discussions and uh, great brainstorming sessions and often came up with great ideas together on how to solve problems and how to address issues coming up. Uh, yes, I steered uh, the ship and made sure that we were always moving forward and we were reaching for that vision. But at the same time, everybody had something to say and had a right to say whatever they needed to say so that we could get shared input and ownership into whatever it is that we were doing, which makes a huge difference in your culture. And that would drive away some of the things I was seeing on negativity within a culture. And it also drives out some of those clicks and things that are happening within a culture uh, because it's accepted that we're all working together if you are building the culture, right, and building everyone. All right, another uh, excerpt I'd like to use is from John Maxwell, the Maxwell Daily Reader. And this one is on share common experiences. To really connect with others, you have to do more than find common ground and communicate well. You need to find a way to cement the relationship. Joseph F. Newton said, People are lonely because they build walls instead of bridges. To build bridges that connect you to people in a lasting way, share common experiences with them. And what more common experience is there than for a principal and their staff to be working together to help those students? Uh, the students should be your main concern, and how you do that and how you work together uh, is extremely important, and that's a common experience. If you're working with a high-poverty population, which I did for many years, uh, over 10 years, I... I had definite shared common experiences with everybody because we knew what the kids were going through and we knew what the staff was going through and the community was going through and that brought us all together and uh, made us partners uh, in collaborating for a better school and a better culture. I'm going to continue reading. I have enjoyed sharing experiences with others for years. For example, whenever I hire a new member of my executive staff, I always take that person on the road with me to several of my conferences. I do that not only because I want the new staff member to become familiar with the services the company offers to its customers, but also because we can travel together and get to know each other in a wide variety of settings. Nothing bonds people together like racing through impossible traffic in an unfamiliar city to get to the airport and then running with your bags down the concourse to scramble onto a plane at the last minute. The common experiences you share with others don't have to be that dramatic, although adversity definitely brings people together, and that's what I was talking about earlier. Anything you experience together that creates a common history helps to connect you to others. Uh, developing those connections is, is just as important, uh, not only in reading and writing uh, with your staff as well. And this was taken from Becoming a Person of Influence. Take someone with you today. John Maxwell, excellent words of wisdom. And that brings me to another piece from Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, and it's all small stuff from Richard Richard Carlson, Ph.D. Uh, and there's a piece in here I like as well. Uh, spend a moment every day thinking of someone to thank. Uh, and I think this really hits the point, too. This simple strategy, which may take only a few seconds to complete, has long been one of my most important habits I have ever engaged in. I try to remember to start my day thinking of someone to thank. To me, gratitude and inner peace go hand in hand. The more genuinely grateful I feel for the gift of my life, the more peaceful I feel. Gratitude, then, is worthy of a little practice. If you're anything like me, you probably have many people in your life to feel grateful for. Friends, family members, people from your past, teachers, gurus, people from work, someone who gave you a break, as well as countless others. 
You may want to thank a higher power for the gift of life itself or for the beauty of nature. As you think of people to be grateful for, remember that it can be anyone. Someone who allowed you to merge into traffic, someone who held the door open for you, or a physician who saved your life. The point is to gear your attention towards gratitude, preferably first thing in the morning. I learned a long time ago that it's easy to allow my mind to slip into various forms of negativity. When I do this, when I do, the first thing that leaves me is my sense of gratitude. I begin to take the people in my life for granted and the love that I often feel is replaced with resentment and frustration. What this exercise reminds me to do is to focus on the goal, the good in my life. Invariably, as I think of one person to feel gratitude for, the image of another person pops up into my head, then another and another. Pretty soon I'm thinking of things, other things to be grateful for. My health, my children, my home, my career, the readers of my books, my freedom, and on and on it goes. It may seem like an awfully simple suggestion, but it really works. If you wake up in the morning with gratitude on your mind, it's pretty difficult, in fact, almost impossible to feel anything but peace. So how about as a leader, especially a principal, teaching your staff to practice gratitude and to think of the things they are grateful for, uh, not being a Pollyanna, uh, still being able to problem solve and look at the reality of your situation, but also reminding them at times to be grateful for the things that we have. And we hear that a lot. John Gordon talks about uh, uh, being grateful and the, the importance of gratitude and how it can affect your culture. Uh, Sean Aker, uh, Aker talks about gratitude, and we just heard, you know, Richard Carlson talking about gratitude. Uh, Norman Vincent Peale, one of the big gurus on positivity, who we've shared a lot of things from, talks about the importance of gratitude for changing your life and uh, making things better and getting rid of that negativity and driving that negativity out. When I see those things of everybody being negative, it's, I think, your job as a principal and as a leader to work on, on changing that culture and delivering that positivity and helping people to feel grateful for the things that they have, developing that shared leadership, developing that collaboration, giving people ownership into your culture and making them a part of that vision and driving towards that vision. If you have that common vision and you have that common goal and you're all working for those students and bettering your students and your community then there's no way you can't work together. So you, the important thing you can do is work on bringing people together and really making a difference through your building and through the things that you're doing every day. And I'm talking everybody within that building. It doesn't matter whether you're the teacher, the principal, the custodian, uh, the cafeteria worker, whoever you are, uh, whatever position you're in from a para uh, to any classified staff, to the certified staff in on the executive council or on your leadership team. Everybody makes a difference and everybody can be that positive influence on bringing people together. So let's continue to work on bringing people together. We're going to continue to, <coughs> sorry, excuse me, dive into leadership some more. I want to get back to leadership. I keep reading again and I still see that... Uh, there are still leadership skills needed, and we need to get back to some of the basics of leadership and get back to some of those things that are going to help people be stronger leaders and better leaders within their environment and creating that positive culture. So our quote tonight is, Brave leaders are never silent around hard things. And that was by Brene Brown. Uh, excellent quote by Brene Brown. So keep promoting effective leadership through productive culture changes. And until next time, let's remember to stay positive.
You've been listening to Urban Principle. Leadership lessons brought to you by BrettAndersonConsulting.com.